Talk Live. It's your show, and you can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So, show is about your calls. We will uh, get those on the air as soon as you make them. In the meantime, we'll talk about things that are interesting to us. And one thing interesting to me is the fact that one of my co-hosts is sitting in a jail cell right now. As we discussed last night on the program, there were mass arrests in New Hampshire yesterday. Uh, It was yesterday afternoon out in front of the Keene District and inside and in front of the Keene District Court where five, I guess technically seven, Technically, seven people were arrested, because if you are handed a citation by a police officer that demands your presence at one of their business events, because they call it business, they call that, that's what they call it when uh, they steal you from your productive life, demand that you come into their uh, courtroom and do whatever, whatever it is that they're demanding from you, it's business when they do it. Of course... In the rest of the business world, if you don't want to do business with somebody, no one forces you to. So I don't know how they can get away with calling it business and not have everyone laugh at them, but I guess that has to do with the whole illusion of legitimacy that they have. It's status quo. Um, we've had government yeah. for a very long time, and, and uh, people have the expectation that that's how it will continue to be. So it was yesterday that uh, the, the mass arrests happened. Five people were carted off to uh, the police department. And two people were cited. They gave up enough personal information to where they could have avoided the actual handcuffs. But even if you're just cited, it's still technically arrests, or it's an arrest, because you still have to do what they're demanding of you, right? Whether you went down to the police department in handcuffs or not, because the people that went down to the police department eventually were released, with the exception of one, with citations, So it just took them a little bit longer to get their citations. Either way, they all have the same or a relatively similar court date for what they call disorderly conduct. But that's six out of the seven. There's one who's still in jail. And uh, and not to marginalize what has happened to the other six, but obviously... We've got to pay close attention to what's going on with our friend that's actually still in their custody. And he's uh, partially, you know, the reason that the rest of them got their arrest, too. This is true. Uh, It's because Sam was arrested. Uh, Our co-host Sam here on Free Talk Live, you hear him at least once a week on this program. He also is occasional caller. He's the the host and the producer and the director of Obscured Truth, the Obscured Truth Network. That's ObscuredTruth.com. We've talked a lot about his film work, his uh, documentary work here on this show. Uh, Nick, you guys have had him on Free Minds TV at least a handful of times, I, I believe, in an interview capacity. And I know he's helped you out behind the scenes uh, yeah, he as is. well. Yeah, he was helping us build a set until this came up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now they've taken him away from his productive life and have thrown him in a jail cell. And uh, there, we learned more about what was going on with Sam today. And so I just wanted to uh, to give you guys an update on the latest on the situation. First and foremost, our friend Bile from blogofbile.com has put up Sam's details on a website which we like to call jailedactivist.info. It's a website that is dedicated to bringing you the latest information on how you can help with a situation involving a liberty-loving individual who has been put into a prison cell. 
It was activated originally, I believe, for Lauren Canario, uh, one of the other activists up here in New Hampshire. Certainly likely. Uh, it was utilized when I was thrown in a uh, jail cell. Uh, I think Russell Canning. I don't know if Russell has been jailed. But anyway, all of the activists that have been imprisoned up here in New Hampshire within the last six or eight months since its creation... They have had web uh, web pages created for them at jailedactivist.info, and there are also uh, there's also details on the bureaucrats in each case that are the 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 head aggressors in this case the uh, the city prosecutor who is also a police officer is one of the head aggressors. He's the man that ordered the arrests of pretty much everybody. From what I could tell, pretty much everyone's arrests were ordered by this man yesterday. Now, of course, the question is, is he taking orders from on high, or is he acting with full autonomy here? Is there somebody else in the department, a chief, perhaps, who has been handing out the orders that he's following? No way to know that at this point. Uh, But nonetheless, the details as far as helping you get in touch with the jail, where Sam is at, uh, helping you get in touch with the police department that's responsible for this. Helping you get in touch with the district court that is also responsible for this. All those phone numbers are at sam.jailedactivist.info. Sam should, if you go to just jailedactivist.info, Sam should be on the front page. But if you want to get right to Sam's profile with all that information, phone numbers and everything, sam.jailedactivist.info. So I got up at 7 this morning. Uh, with the intent of figuring out what the hell was going on, because yesterday was a lot was a lot of confusion yesterday, as again mass arrests were occurring that made the front page of the newspaper. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion. Videos have been posted. Audio has been posted. Uh, if you've missed the audio of Sam getting arrested, we played some of it last night on the show. Full audio has been posted at freekeen.com, so you can get all kinds of media of what happened yesterday. But amidst that whirlwind of activity. Nobody uh, was able to determine what exactly was going to happen with Sam, although I did hear that somebody overheard yesterday that there was going to be what they call a video arraignment. Now, having used their video facilities in the Westmoreland County Jail, I know exactly what this is about. They wheel you, you know, they take you into this room, and there's this ominous-looking, uh, a very tall, black rack machine, basically. It's just a, a standing rack in a room that's encased and they open up the front, and they sit you in front of it, and then uh, you know the judge comes on the other end from the courthouse, and they basically do everything over a video link. So that way the sheriffs don't have to take you physically from the jail and put you in the district court physically. They just do it over video. Okay. And so that's apparently what they tried to do with Sam this morning. Now, I didn't know that, so I got up at 7 to call the district court. I wasn't sure what time they opened. Turns out they opened at 8, so I went back to sleep, got up again at 8, called them at 8, and asked them what was going on with Sam. And, of course, they didn't really know for sure what his name was, so he was also known as John Doe. But the newspaper got his name, so eventually, apparently, his name ended up filtering into the system. I don't know if it was because he gave it to them or not, because he was not cooperating with them. And so what I learned this morning, eventually, was that Sam was not being taken in physically. He did have a video arraignment, but however, he did not participate with it. He did not uh, cooperate with the video arraignment. So basically, they're saying that he is going to be staying in Westmoreland, in the jail in Westmoreland, County Jail, Cheshire County Jail. That he'll be staying there until he decides he wants an arraignment. So he's well, in jail for till further notice, basically. I, you know, first off, I um, or till they get sick. I of called him. to find out whether I could go visit him today, and they said no. 
Um, is that because he hasn't been classified? It, some some nonsense like that. But I mean, th- they'll always come up with some excuse. The answer is really is simple: yes or no. Can I come visit him? Um, you know, I don't I don't have the credentials of a lawyer or a pastor or anything like that, so I don't know what uh, you know what to do in that circumstance. But um, you know, I I called and, and asked on that. I think that Sam set himself up for failure on this one, on this particular portion. By not giving his name and not cooperating in that respect. Now, I understand he's being taken captive and, you know, why, why cooperate with your captors? I get that yeah. part. But when you don't give your name, then you give them the opportunity to say, well, look, you know, sorry, we can't, we can't, we can't do anything with you until you give your name. Sure, there's so a good chance he's going to stay there. He's going to lose that. He's got to lose that, right? Either that or he dies in jail at an old man. Those are the options. Win yeah. or lose. So he's he set himself up for failure on there. And I think that I do. It, it, if, if it's not at jailedactivist.info, there is another website that has sort of you know the way we uh, you know have succeeded and the way we failed in doing activism. And I think that that you know hmm. giving you you should give your name because otherwise they're going to get it from you and they're going to get it from you by keeping you in jail for two months until you finally say, man, I've had enough of this. And then it looks like a loss. It mitigates the win that you might have had in in your you know what you do by you know a small loss. Well, I, I have to say I respect uh, what it is that Sam is doing. I respect. I the do. Non, I do too. The non cooperation aspect of it. Um, he's never going to get into population if he doesn't uh, the, if he doesn't give a name. The bureaucrats' excuse with uh, that oh you can't film in the hallways. There's people there that would people that are going into court. People that sh- you know. I'm sorry. It's a public place. You can't say that people can't film in a public place. You have no right to do that. Okay, we're going to come back. I've got a list of his charges. It's more than just disorderly conduct. Coming up, free talk live. It's your show. You dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including the bulletin board system, over 450,000 posts await you. You can talk about virtually anything. Uh, It's the internet online forum edition kind of a free talk live. Sort of. BBS.freetalklive.com. It's free. Check it out. BBS.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance for liberty in your lifetime. It may seem a little scary if what you're listening to, uh, if you've only been hearing us talk about what happened within the last day with the mass arrests that were targeted at... Uh, and, and I love how they're categorizing the folks that have been arrested as free staters when two of the seven people that were arrested are New Hampshire natives. Anyway, liberty-loving people are converging on New Hampshire. It's called the Free State Project, and we are getting active. But it doesn't mean that you have to put your butt on the line, though it'd be nice if you did it a little bit. Uh, you can still do safe things like run in politics, which even that's not really safe because if you business owner... Uh, political enemies could target you nonetheless you could safely support somebody's candidacy in uh, in the political arena and you can do all kinds of behind the scenes activities so don't feel like just because there's a lot of out in the out in the open non-cooperation civil disobedience going on that that means you have to be involved in that necessarily there are a lot of activist opportunities up here and uh, plenty of them can be done from the safety of, you know, behind your computer or something like that. So just because it's uh, just because we're talking.
talking about people getting arrested doesn't mean you have to take those same risks, uh, though maybe eventually you'll feel more comfortable with taking risks. Either way, check out the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Now, I'm going to uh, come back to the, uh, the details on what's happening with our friend Sam. But speaking of a couple guys that are willing to take risks, let's talk to Pete and Jason, who apparently are both on the same cell phone. I'm not sure how well this is, how good this is going to sound. Guys, are you there? Yes, we are. Yeah, we're on speakerphone. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, it actually sounds pretty good for a, for a speakerphone. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. Surprised. Uh, so, Pete and Jason, uh, you guys are, of course, we had you on the show about a week ago. You have launched the Motorhome Diaries at MotorhomeDiaries.com. You launched from our home base of Keene, New Hampshire, a week, I guess not a full week ago, but a few days back. And since then, you've been traveling across the country, as you promised to do, meeting up with liberty-minded folks all over the place, uh, socializing, hanging out, bringing people together, and helping get the message of freedom out there ever more so than uh, than before. And you've been blogging about it. Yeah, there have been a bunch of videos that you've posted about your experiences so far at MotorhomeDiaries.com. And I'd asked you guys to call in, hopefully on an, at least a once-a-week uh, basis, and certainly anytime something significant occurs uh, in your travels, to give us an update. So what has happened uh, since you've been on Free Talk Live a week ago? Uh, well, you, you uh, emailed us and you said you liked our, uh, our video about uh, the cops that we ran to. You know, a lot of the, you know, we're activists. But uh, we were minding our own business one morning, um, having, having breakfast, and that these uh, trans- Chicago Transit police officers parked right in a bus zone, right in front of us, as if they didn't know who we were. So we uh, took our cameras out that we always have with us, and uh, you know we uh, we filmed some other police officers asking them if they wouldn't mind ticketing this uh, car that was parked illegally. And uh, of course, uh, they didn't want to cross that thin blue line. So, oh, uh, oh, it was a police car that was parked illegally. Sorry, yes. Right. Yeah, the police car that's, uh, yeah, a Chicago transit police car. So they're in charge of enforcing, uh, you know, the rules that <laughs> go on in, in bus zones or, or wherever. So that's their specific jurisdiction. Right, and um, they've got the officer's privilege of not enforcing the rules whenever they feel like it. And so if it's one of their buddies, then they'll just avoid any sort of responsibility for uh, for enforcing that particular rule. And that's that's essentially what they told you on camera and basically laughed at you. Right. Yeah. I mean, it must be nice, you know, to be a cop and have these perks. You know, you get to park wherever you want. But um, we think that if there are going to be laws, that they should enforce them without, you know, um, impartially. And so we asked. Uh, That's what know, they say they do. Stuff. You know, they say they enforce these things without prejudice. It's just <laughs> not true. See, you can see the video evidence of it at MotorhomeDiaries.com. Uh, so, I mean, k- kudos to you guys for having the courage to stand up to these thug cops, uh, these gangsters, in a place where you probably don't have much familiarity. I mean, you, do you live in Chicago, or have you lived in Chicago? I mean, were you very familiar with this area? You certainly didn't know the cops. I mean, at least here in Keene, we know who these cops are that we're dealing with. These uh, these folks are completely anonymous <laughs> to you. You had no idea what You're Messing with law enforcement in Chicago seems like a good way to get cement shoes, is what I'm thinking. Right, yeah. You know, we're starting uh, to lose that, that uh, speakerphone goodness. Can we switch you back and just have a hand off the phone as, as necessary? Sure. All right, cool. So you were saying about Chicago? Yeah, so, yeah, we were there. We had a, little, we had a group of four of us, so there was some support. And uh, like we said, we had a couple cameras, so that uh, helped mitigate any potential uh, blowback from the cops, we think. Very good. So what else has been happening? Uh, what have you guys been doing besides confronting the police on uh, your trip so far? Yeah, in a very interesting uh, turn of events, uh, this, uh, a guy named Adam Mueller who went down to the Campaign for Liberty's uh, regional conference in St. Louis, 
Uh, he heard about us through uh, our friend Allison Gibbs. He checked out our site and just sent us an email, you know, which he has told us since. It was just kind of a shot in the dark, but basically said he's interested in what we're doing and he, you know, and he'd like to join us. So, you know, it just worked out with our schedule. We, we contacted him and a couple days later he took the train from Milwaukee to Chicago. We picked him up uh, two days ago and he's now sitting in my friend's uh, living room with us in Denver. So he's going to be with us for a month. Just uh, spread, spread liberty with us. Is this guy a free stater? No, uh, he's not yet a free skater, but we'll see. We have him for a month, so we're, we're trying. <laughs> Very good. Well, you know, we're really glad to have you, uh, gents, out there doing what you're doing and spending essentially the next year of your life, as I understand it. Uh, I know you guys had been batting around the idea of uh, trying to cover 48 or 49 states in that period of time. Uh, so you've got some ambitious plans. So you're going to be crisscrossing the country, even going down to Mexico and Canada. And, of course, the itinerary, as it stands, is on your website. You've invited people uh, to reach out to you and, and to give you ideas for places to go and, and things to do and, and people to meet and see and all that. And they can do that over at MotorhomeDiaries.com. But thank goodness uh, you're basing out of New Hampshire. The Both of you, at least, uh, the founders okay. of the project, are... Free staters, and you are moving to Keene when it's all said and done. Uh, I, I imagine you've heard about what's been going on here in the last 24 hours. Uh, any oh, yeah. thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, obviously, our support is with everybody, and uh, we, we wish we would be there ourselves. Um, but we're just, I, I, I mean, if there's anything we can do out here for you guys, uh, let us know. We're just you're doing the right thing, man. You're out there talking yeah. about the Free State Project with liberty-minded right. people. You're showing them that it's not just some pie-in-the-sky fantasy. You're showing, right. you know, you're showing yourselves as real participants in it. You guys are real people. You're moving to New Hampshire, and you're you're in touch with what's going on up here. And so, hopefully, just having you out there talk about uh, the the exciting activism. I mean, it, mass arrests. How many libertarian uh, protests have resulted in uh, mass right. arrests in the past? Usually, it's mass yawning. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this That's hopefully amazing. will get people all jazzed up and excited to move here. I know people have been posting comments online that have been suggesting that they're moving up their plans to get here to New Hampshire and many people specifically to get to Keene. I, I know some people are talking about duplicating the Keene uh, efforts in other areas of the state. So wherever it is you end up in New Hampshire, come on up here uh, because yeah. we need you. We really do. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. We just got an email from a guy who said he lives in between Vegas and Phoenix. So he's going to try to meet up with us twice. And uh, in each of those cities, but he said he's uh, planning to move up to Keene soon as well. So that's out of the awesome. blue. Yeah. I want to thank you for your time tonight, guys, and keep up the good work out there. Be safe on the roads, and we'll keep following you at MotorhomeDiaries.com. Thanks, dudes. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. Pete and Jason from MotorhomeDiaries.com. More coming up. More Free Talk Live on the way. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can dial up, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, those features include the archives. If you missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your listening and downloading convenience. All completely free, freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. 
put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. PrivacyHarbor.com. You can go over there and get a free account today. PrivacyHarbor.com. All right. So we're going to continue with the story about Sam in a moment, but go across the pond first to Ziggy in the U.K. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ziggy. Right. I'm about to put my mouth into the lion's uh, mouth. Oh, dear. Sorry, put my head Your into head. the lion's yes. mouth. I'm going to try and explain briefly geolibertarianism to you. Okay. Um, go for it. Uh, geolibertarianism. Right. It's... Basically, geo-libertarians do believe in uh, individual sovereignty as much as no, uh, normal libertarians. But they believe that no one person owns the land. Basically, Do I own my house? You own that house which is built on the land. Okay. That's, but if you want to show up and put, put up a tent... On the fruits of your labor. It, right, but so if you want to show up house, and... The house shouldn't be taxed. So if you want to show up and put up a tent in, in what I thought was my yard, that's okay by... No, 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 no. You still have property rights. Okay, so wait, uh, what was the thing about taxes that you said in this then? Okay, let me, ex- let me explain this. They believe in a thing called the land value tax. And who administers is... that? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Um, but anyways, the theory goes... <laughs> I mean, I'm not a geo-libertarian expert. I think okay. these guys are a bit wacky and a bit elaborate. Um, well, they're basically they advocating basically, for a government. Basically, you pay, you pay a tax according to the value of undeveloped land which you use. Mm. That money is then distributed amongst everybody equally. Basically, <laughs> they, they claim that it would get rid of welfare because everyone would have what's called a citizen's income. Uh, I think so, someone worked it out here as um, about ten thousand pounds per person. The the the, um, the 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 question I'd have here is that the idea here is that everyone one owns all of the land somehow jointly and and severally, and my question is how do they come to own it? Well, that's yeah, that's the question they pose because that's what I said to them. I said, look, why can't someone own land? And he said, well. Um, you know, down down the line, someone would have stolen that land. Therefore, no one owns land because at one point or another, when when land has been transferred from one owner to another, it's been stolen. This goes back to you know they often harp on about the Norman conquests when the Normans invaded Britain. Um, basically, they sort of carved up the land uh, amongst the aristocracy, and the peasants had to live with it. They became serfs. And that since then, there's no, never been a fairly uh, equal distribution of the land. That is their claim. And that you can't have freedom until that is done. I have to say, I'm no expert. And to, to be honest, it sounds, it sounds to me like socialism. Well, you know, it does. It's a wealth transfer. I mean, you said that the people that own property have to pay some sort of tax that's then distributed it's, to but everybody. It's only it's, based on land. It's a different understanding of ownership. Is uh, I wouldn't call it a wealth transfer. You get taxed. Tax money is distributed to everybody. You're not taxed. You're paying a fee for the land that you have that you don't own. No, 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 yeah. no. I, I would also Wait a minute. Hold on, Ziggy. I'm confused here. I thought you said that you have to pay a fee for the land that you do own, that you have You don't utilized. own the land, obviously. No one owns land. Well, everybody no, no, does. you own the house, which is on the land. But you're paying a tax on that property, right? On the, pro- on, on, on the, pro- on the land which the property's on. Tax is just another word for um, you know a fee in the same way that uh, you're, you're, you don't own the land now. You pay a fee to the government in, to, in order to keep your house on it. Is that correct, Ian? 
I, I pay the fee so I can stay in the house. Yeah. So you don't yeah. own the land now. You you wouldn't own the land under geo-libertarianism. The idea here is that they would re- redistribute the wealth, and of course they'd do it fairly because the government always does things fairly, and they wouldn't take anything off the top for themselves and live lavish lifestyles because the government no. never does that. They wouldn't. Uh, Not their they wouldn't government. have. You know, have a bloated bureaucracy with, uh, you know, shiftless, lazy bureaucrats Wouldn't that are surly friends. and, uh, you know, d- that d- do very little as far as service. And when you do need to get a hold of them, you get transferred from, uh, you know, voicemail to voicemail to voicemail without ever getting uh, any kind of, uh, you know, resolution to your problem. And if you don't do what they say, you go to jail. They won't do that because this is the good kind of libertarianism. <laughs> I, I think it's I, actually I a joke that these I, folks I, can call this. I mean... One one reason they say that this needs to happen, uh, as well as the uh, unfair distribution of, of, of land, is that land's a limited commodity. Well, Dubai proves that wrong. I don't know if you know, but they've been building into the sea in Dubai. Yeah. They've created new land. You the can land also go not. up, too. <laughs> You can build yeah. up if you ever run out of room. Right, and that's that's the other question is, um, you know, that that's what it's going to cause is, uh, first off, if you have no geo-libertarianism, to me that sounds exclusive of anything else. So you just have to pay a tax on land. That means that people will be more likely to live on less land, thereby making less money available to the poor people who need this or whatever, um, you know, the eliminating uh, welfare, this uh this whole concept, and uh, you know, how much is land worth? Who gets to decide? And also, yeah. you know, what if I live in a houseboat? Does that mean I don't have to pay anything? There are people <laughs> that live in the water. To, uh, you would have to pay a charge. Um, they they would carve up uh, water, land, and air. And air. And companies would have yeah, to they've pay got money. this all figured out, Mark. They have their perfect. Tax so if you live in a helicopter, they're still they still <laughs> they, they've got I, money I, coming I, to you. You know, I, I mean, I was I was talking to one of these guys yesterday who's running for his local council. And he was coming up with all these elaborate policies. I said, look, why don't you just try and cut down the size of government and give people a tax rebate? It's a lot simpler. Yeah, just another bunch of brilliant guys who thinks they know how best to run everything. Hey, Zig, thanks for calling and, and giving you. us uh, the ins- inside scoop on this geo-libertarianism. You know, it's it's just another testament to how destroyed the term libertarian has become. I used to think... Libertarian meant somebody who doesn't advocate the initiation of force against their neighbors. And anytime you've got a tax, you've got force. So how they can call themselves libertarians beyond me. I don't know that it's a tax necessarily. This isn't really oh, a tax. Oh, right. It's a fee. That's it, it their really favorite I name mean, for tax, the, Mark. Well, the, fees. See, see, here in um, our American culture, they lie to you. They tell you that you own property. There in the geo-libertarian culture, they would not be doing that because, well, they say that everybody owns all the property and you must pay in order to live on it. To me, that's not... Ludicrous. Well, it doesn't work. It's going to be a system that works poorly because what they're going to put in charge are people that uh, don't have to service you because they have an automatic fee. And uh, those people are supposed to administer that fee fairly. And we've seen throughout time that people that are unincentivized uh, to, to do a good job don't. Yeah. Plus, I just don't want to participate in their system. I'm not interested in it. So well, you don't really have a choice me. because you have to pay in order to live on the land, right. the sea, or the air. Or they're going to kill me. That's what they're going to do. Right. Not libertarian. Libertarians don't initiate force. 
Well, at least that's the old definition. But the it's old not way. your land, so you're initiating force by being on everyone's land. Right. I like to hang around with people who believe in property, and uh, I will continue to well, associate with people who believe in property. That's what it is. Property. It's a different belief in property, and this is another thing that doesn't really make sense. Well, it's a belief is once in you take Once you take the land, things that grow out of the land, one would assume that the trees uh, would then belong to everyone too, right? Well, if I take a tree, I carve it into a little figure, I sell that little figure, um, if when I carve it, the figure, is it mine? When I sell it, is the money mine? Once you give away the planet, the, you know, the land, mm. then you've given away everything because everything given, comes from the land. Right, all, all ownership, every product and serve, you know, every product uh, that has ever been created inevitably has come from natural resources. Yeah, so it, it's How a system that? that absolutely does not work. It's crazy. 1-800-259-9231. But anytime you're using force against your neighbors, you're crazy. That's madness. It's antisocial behavior, and it's despicable. And people call us childish, liberty-minded people. They call us childish because we want to get away from advocating force against our neighbors. Or at least that's the, what the term libertarian used to mean. Now you've got these, uh, you know, the Neil Bortzes of the world and these geo-libertarians that are destroying the term. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Your show, you dial in toll free, bring up whatever you want, 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations. Around the country, bring more internet listeners on board with the program and help expose new people to the ideas of freedom. In fact, coming up here on Saturday night, we should have a brand new radio station on board really? in Vermont. Uh, we'll tell you more about that as uh, as the situation develops. Uh, there's rumor that, though, I guess their afternoon host or morning host will be calling us tomorrow with the results of one of those Tea Party things. And I told them to be wary because I'm both a supporter and a critic of the Tea Party. So don't expect a love fest if you call in here to... Uh, to talk about that stuff, because those Tea Party guys are all begging for permission from the state. I'm thinking about going to one. Yeah? Where yeah. at? Well, there's going to be one in uh, Central Square here in Keene. Oh, cool. Cool. They don't have any water there, which kind of concerns me. They're not doing it in front of the IRS building? Uh, look, Central Square is what I was told, man. Okay. Well, anyway, it's going. these Tea Parties are going all over the place. Right there in and, you know, the Manchester, Boston. So, you know, on one hand, I say, great, it's good for people to get out and, and protest and do something. On the other hand, it just seems like they're just Republican uh, candidate promotional events and that they're begging permission for, uh, from the so-called authorities getting their uh, permits and things like that. And I don't think the original Tea Party was permitted. No, so no I, sure it, wasn't. It seems kind of cowardly. But, you know, these are new people that are new to the idea of, of getting out and protesting. So I'll, I'll grant them a, a pass on uh, on their, the mistakes that they're making. And as well, Jim Babka pointed out uh, in an email from Downsize DC today, he pointed out uh, the, a good question, and that is, is this going to be a, uh, a flash in the pan? Are there going to be anything, uh, go, is there going to be anything going on after? Right, it's not what party? happens on uh, April the 15th for the, at the tea parties. It's what happen, happens afterwards. Right, and if all these folks are going to do is get out there and yell and chant and hold signs and then go and pay the taxes that they're so objection, uh, objecting to, then they haven't really done much to change anything. They've just had a nice, good collective yell, and that won't stop 
the tyranny that won't stop the increase of taxation and certainly electing Republicans to Washington, D.C., as we've seen within the last eight years, not going to stop taxation from increasing either. So they really need to figure something else out to do besides this. But nonetheless, you know, I support them in their efforts. It's a great chance for us, people that love freedom, to get out to these in front of these people and put some flyers in their hands or something like that to possibly bring them on to Free Talk Live or recruit them into the Free State Project to where then they'll be surrounded by a more consistent, true pro-liberty vision for the world and they can start to implement that internally within themselves. Now, one man who has uh, implemented the pro-liberty vision internally is Sam. He is our co-host on Free Talk Live on a weekly basis, and he's currently sitting in a jail cell, and I wanted to make sure we finished the update here before we continue on with, uh, with the phone calls. He was arrested yesterday for attempting to record video in a public court lobby here in Keene, uh, New Hampshire, which is uh, where we do this show. They took him away. Uh, he was not cooperating. He was not assisting the police in any way. He was not resisting the police. But he was not assisting them. So he went limp. They had to pick him up. They had to you know, put him in a, a police car. And then when he was taken down to the, the, the county jail, because he wouldn't process, he wouldn't answer their questions, they called him a John Doe. They put him up in lockup, and they basically said, we'll give you an arraignment in the morning. This morning, I checked in with the, uh, the district court. They said that he was, uh, they attempted to have a video arraignment for him. He was not cooperating with that. And so, therefore, he gets to stay in jail until he decides to ask for an arraignment from them. Which, I don't know when that's going to be. And nobody has yet been able to talk to Sam since his arrest. He's apparently in the holding cells at the jail, which means he hasn't been processed. And he can't be processed until he gives up some information. Which means, says to me, based on my limited knowledge of how this jail works, it means that he'll either stay in the holding cells, which is kind of the intake area. That's where, you know, if they bring somebody in for a DUI, they put them in the holding cells, that kind of thing. Yeah. Anybody that's new coming into the jail stays in holding until they can have a TB test done and until they can uh, be processed and what they call classified. So they uh, sit you down in front of a classification officer, and the officer interviews you to decide whether you're a danger to yourself or a danger to others. You know, so if you're, if you're in for multiple murders, they're going to put you in lockup, whereas if you're just in for a you know, drug crime, they're going to put you in the po- what they call population, where you're in with everybody else. So they've got kind of like a maximum security for the, the most dangerous. of uh, I think they call them rippers up here. And uh, that was the term that was going around the jail when, when I was in there. The, the real dangerous guys are called rippers. And uh, so, so they classify you. But in order to be classified, you have to be participating to some extent with their system. And it doesn't sound like Sam is participating at all. So he's either going to end up in solitary as a result of that, which I'm surprised he's not there right now. I don't know what that means. Maybe there's somebody else in solitary, so they can't put him in there. But they told me, I mean, presuming what they told me was the truth at the jail, they told me that he was still in the holding cells. And so he's there till further notice. And apparently he's been charged with more than just disorderly conduct, which that was the charge that they threw at Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com a month ago when he was arrested in that same court lobby for doing the same thing, and that was trying to video, use his video camera. And so Sam has been charged not only with disorderly conduct, but also he has been charged with possession without a serial number, which sounds to me like they are accusing him of having stolen property. So perhaps his camera, his video camera, his $10,000 HD video camera that he had with him that now the police have, 
perhaps that didn't have a serial number on it, and they're charging him with theft and calling that stolen property. That's speculation at this point. But I can't imagine what else he would have had on his person. I mean, he handed me his BlackBerry, and he handed me his car keys before Surely he went upstairs. Surely he didn't have a gun. No, I don't Serial number? think so. I mean, that's what I thought of when you said it. No, this, well, I mean, the, the section is a theft section, and it says, I'm looking at the, uh, the their code, and it talks about any product that doesn't have a serial number can be considered uh, a stolen product, as okay. I understand it. So he's being charged with theft. Uh, he's being charged with resisting arrest. Now, it seems to me that when you're resisting arrest, you actually have to actively do something to resist. It didn't seem like Sam was doing that. But then again, we couldn't really see what was going on. They wouldn't let us witness what they were doing to him. He fell to the ground as they were attempting to arrest him in Keene District Court. Went limp. Went limp. That's what happens when you go limp, I guess. But uh, So he fell to the ground, and they dragged him into another room, closed the door, and obscured our, our view of seeing what was going on. That was, it was shortly thereafter that the screams started, that we heard Sam screaming. But nobody was allowed in to see exactly what was going on. So it's going to be their word versus his. Uh, So resisting arrest, possession without a serial number, disorderly conduct, and refusing to process. It's a charge to refuse to process? Apparently apparently you do not have the freedom to not speak. Hmm. I I I thought that's what you did. What? That's what they said. What? That anything that you say can and will be used against you, you have the right to remain silent. Apparently not. Bunch Apparently, of liars. If you remain silent, you'll be charged with refusal to process. Bunch of liars. So that's where it stands right now. Sam is still in jail at this moment. There are details on how you can help over at sam.jailedactivist.info. I've seen banners starting to pop up as well, free Sam banners and mm-hmm. you know uh, avatars and things like that that you can apply to your online accounts so you can help other people find out about this. Uh, of course, the video footage and the uh, the audio of his arrest. No video footage is out yet of his arrest. Uh, that. that that would have to be leaked out from somewhere. I don't know if any does exist, but the audio is there, and I posted a, that up at freekeen.com. You can also see the other f- uh, four activists being carted away in handcuffs. It made the front page of the newspaper. We posted that front page story at freekeen.com. So this is, I mean, this is big news. This is huge news. I don't know if it's been picked up by any, uh, you know, AP. I don't know if it has uh, expanded out yet, but it sh- it certainly should. Uh, this is huge. So. That's where you can get more information, and of course, we'll hell, con- it made it the Keen Sentinel. <laughs> we'll continue to was front page actually. We'll continue to update you on this uh, as the story develops. Uh, this is you know this is our friend. He's uh, he's a great activist and a co-host on this show, and they've got him behind bars right now at this county jail. You're certainly welcome to uh, to give them a call, check on his well-being. It's my understanding from monitoring a few of the uh, forum threads that have been kind of following this that apparently he is no longer listed as John Doe at the facility, so therefore it should be easier for you to send him mail. So if you want to send him stuff, I believe the uh, the address, if it hasn't been posted yet, should be posted shortly at, at sam.jailedactivist.info. So you should be able to write to him at this point. So he's in the system as Sam Dodson uh, at the jail and no longer in as John Doe. Okay. It looks like there's a chance that we could send somebody to the jail as his legal assistant, not a lawyer, but we could send somebody who's not a lawyer as a legal assistant to the jail and they will allow him to meet with him. You can, help, you can help with that by uh, you know, donating to the, uh, the evolution, CD Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, we continue here. Hour number two is on the way. We're going to take your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue here taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Then Texas is talking big, or at least the Texas government people. We'll see what that's all about. But first, your phone calls. We go to Kurt, who is in Michigan on the amp line. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live. Looks like I picked a good time to start putting CD Evolution Fund in my regular rotation for check writing. <laughs> oh, very good. Kurt. It does sound like a good good time. Yes, absolutely. I did that last month when I sent out my M check. I added them to the rotation, so I would uh, urge others to do the same. Thank Great. you. And of course, um, you're referring to the fact that uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network is currently sitting in a jail cell. He's actually one of the board members of the CD Evolution Fund. Uh, so thank you for that, and that's cdevolution.org. So what were you calling about tonight besides that? Well, I'd like to talk about shooting cute little flower-picking girls in the head. Okay. All right, sure. You're, so you're talking about a, uh, a, a, a hypothetical that uh, we had discussed here on the show as to sort of define property rights and, uh, you know, acceptable uses of force. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So tell us um, what you think. Well, I mean, there is always the, the theory of reciprocity, which indicates that you are only allowed to use as much force as it takes to stop the aggression. Right. And there is a very clearly demarcated line whereby you stop becoming a defender and start becoming an aggressor. Well, now, um, what if you're, you know, if some guy is coming after you and threatening you with, say, a knife. You don't happen to have a knife to be able to defend yourself with, but you do happen to have a gun. Can you shoot yes, the guy with a knife? It, absolutely, because your life is in danger, yes. Okay. But if a girl is picking flowers, I mean, the first step is to say, hey, don't pick those flowers. And if she stops, then her caretakers, you know, the people who are who are taking responsibility for her until she can exercise her own rights would then be responsible for whatever restitution. But if she doesn't stop, then you can maybe get a little more forceful in your voice. If she still doesn't stop, you may be able to back her off a little bit. And if she tries to walk past you, then you can, you can you know, pick her up and carry her away. But at no point can you even pull out fisticuffs, let alone a gun. That's uh, That ties in with what one of our callers said the night we'd originally talked about this, and I thought he made... A really great point, and it's essentially the same point you're making, that uh, you only have the ability to respond with, or that's uh, to a level that's concomitant to the use of force that was uh, utilized right, on you. the aggression. I mean, even if, she, even if she kicks you, you're not empowered to kick her back because your kick is so much more forceful than a seven-year-old. And, and the, the, the beating that you can take, that a, a seven-year-old can dish out, would be appropriate to take as opposed to doing long-term nesting damage. And, of course, in a free market environment, the arbitration firms that would be in existence would decide what is and what is not appropriate as far as a retaliatory force is, is concerned, and we would you know, easily be able to tell you know, where that the lines are. Murder. That would be flat-out murder. On the, the old man's case in, in regards to him Absolutely. shooting a little girl. Sure. Oh, I agree. Yep. So, so I, I mean, you... at that point, then you would have to... 
since you know he's a murderer, then the person who is, was responsible for their rights can extract what is their, their due. I mean, they would be able to even all the way up to and including his death. Well done, Kurt. I thank you for the thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Well said. We continue with Fergus in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live, Fergus. Hey Fergus, there. you're uh, on the air. What's on your mind? I just want to respond to this um, geolibertarianism issue. Okay. Uh, geolibertarianism, a bizarre uh, twisting of the the term libertarian. In fact, I can't really see what's libertarian about it. It's just some new uh, socialist redistribution. Not particularly new. Yeah, some, some socialist redistribution, new to me, uh, socialist redistribution racket. Go ahead with your thoughts. No, well, uh, you dismiss it by saying that uh, they, they would initiate force, or they, they would have to in order to tax you. And then you said libertarians don't initiate force. Yeah. My problem is that, I mean, just as you were saying to Kurt right before me, uh, libertarians do initiate force in, in terms of what they deem as their property, but the dispute is what is your property, obviously. These people don't think it is your property, so... You, you seem to be willing to initiate force in an instance where you have a different different opinion to theirs. You follow? I see what you're saying. What you're pointing out this is, is what property... I was saying to 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 Ian is that this is not an initiation of force because this is a different view of what property is. Correct. It's it's these people that believe that property is force and that you know that property has you have to use force in order to attain property in the first place and you must be be willing to use force in order to defend what you consider to be your property and I guess that's all true uh, as long as you have somebody aggressing against what you believe to be your property. Would you like to, should you like to keep your property? You will probably have to uh, to use force in order to defend your property. And so it's these folks that just don't believe in the uh, the concept of property in the same way that we do, which is why I'd prefer to associate with people that believe in the idea of property and are willing to uh, to defend that. I I personally don't consider that to be particularly violent uh, at its base, but I do understand the point. What would you say to that, that man, I think it's called from England, when he said that the, the land was basically taken by conquerors and then redistributed among the, the, the aristocracy? What well, would you say to the, the, the descendants of those peasants? Would you say, actually, that we should respect these, these, these property rights you know, and you know, we can't violate them? Don't you think they have a strong case to make? I, I understand, and the only thing you can do is operate in the world today. Um, you know, trying to make up for the atrocities that the the world has gone through ends up with a very convoluted system like geolibertarianism. And I'm not saying that it's not it's not an admirable try to fix those problems. I just think that those problems are unfixable, and that the system that they can't have come up with is unworkable, um, in the sense that. You know, you've you've got to first off define what land mass you're talking about, and then what mass of people. Um, you who know, gets the reparation? Right. Who gets who gets this money? Um, is it all the people um, on that land mass? That those why why not the people that are on different land masses? Um, I, I know. Yeah, the huge problems, obviously. Yeah, uh, huge problems, insurmountable ones, I would say. Right. Most of the people that had their land stolen from them are now dead. I mean, this is we're talking about things that happened decades ago. If they're still alive, then you better believe they deserve restitution. Uh, but as far as if they're not, how do you handle that? Well, I've, I've been trying to think of um, sort of moral ways that one could acquire um, property or land, and I just I just can't see it. I mean, usually we say first first come first serve or the the um, the homesteader, but how far does that go? You know, if I, if I walk onto the United States or well, at, just to the continent of America, I can't say well I now own all of America. I mean, is it only where I step my foot? The, well, there's the concept of enclosure, which means any land that. Literally, you could 
enclose or make improvements to. So I guess if you cut Little down fence. the you all you cut down the swath of forest and planted a field over it, that you could argue that your labor made improvements on whatever section of land you improved and you could you can make a reasonable claim to have homesteaded that land. Sure, but if I if I walk through this same forest and write my name on all the trees, does that make it my forest? I mean I, I don't think it's quite that simple. Um, well, I think that's where the arbitration would come into uh, come into play. I mean, w- what we'd have to have is this, essentially a system that that people agreed on to some extent. Like, I like hanging around with people that like property, so I want to be in close proximity with other people that like the idea of property. Inevitably, if you're in a society like that, there will be arbitrators that will pop up, and those rules will be ironed out. Uh, if you if you homestead that forest in some way, and you're taking care of it, you're going and clearing the underbrush, or whatever it is that you're doing to, to take care of that forest, and then you walk in there and carve your name on it, I would hope that the arbitrators would give it to the original homesteader in that in that case but you know it's it's hard to say uh fergus exactly how uh, it would all play out also fergus uh, before you go on i just wanted to make the point is we're talking mostly about america here now i'm i'm not saying that in canada i understand uh and you know canada this is largely true too mostly um you know in north america this is mostly true is uh, you know i don't know about the rest of the world and i i can't tell you the the idiosyncrasies of each individual little bit of land out there but most of the land in north america isn't hasn't really been in dispute for, you know, in the recent history. Do you know what I mean? I, I see. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm very sympathetic to, to the sort of, like, allodial title or to the, to the full, full title with no property taxation, but I, I think that if there is going to be a form of taxation, that it's actually probably the most Bible, almost moral that I, I can imagine. And, uh, well, theft is never moral. I well, thank you for the look call. Look what it's turned into. I, I, I would agree that uh, you know property tax has some you know a certain morality to it. However, every it's 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 practice the way it's administered now. It, it's not. It's so. stealing and stealing and theft and threats are not moral. That's what taxes are. It's free talk live. Your show, you dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And hey, Nick. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Mark forgot, uh, Nick, Mark forgot I was here. Yes, I did. All right, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want, and that is the point of the program. And you can also join us on our website, We've got live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That, again, is listen.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That is SACL CAI. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Going to Eric in Texas on the amp line. Hello, Eric. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Eric? Uh, so it was about a month ago, I guess, I called in uh, about setting up a bounty uh, using CD Evolution uh, for the first person who uh, would uh, stand up at an arraignment uh, and plead no victim. And I think yesterday has offered a, a 
several opportunities for somebody to claim this bounty. I've sent the check in. It's uh, sitting in Mark's hot little hands. Well, it's not and, in my hand, but yes, it's uh, you know the the administrator of the account has it. Yes. How much is this bounty again? The one hundred dollars. So, so you're saying that if one of these victims of the state's aggression yesterday, one of the five people that was, or seven people that were arrested uh, for peaceful acts, for standing around in a public court lobby, and one of them was attempting to record video, the others were just supporting the video recorder, you're saying if one of them pleads not, what was it? No victim. No victim. No victim, then they'll get a hundred bucks. Exactly. That's easy Simple. money. I'd just like to say that's easy money because there have been plenty of people that have gone in front of this this courtroom and they have just not pled. And if you don't plead or if you plead something that they they can't accept, uh, which not uh, no victim would be one of those pleas they, Likely, they yes. can't accept, uh, they will put a they will automatically enter a plea of not guilty on your behalf, even though they're not representing you. Uh, they'll do it on your behalf anyway, regardless of whether you want them to or not. And so really, uh, that would just be you saying two words to earn a hundred bucks. Exactly. And I'd like to urge other people to uh, step up and, and donate to, to CD Evolution uh, for this type of activism. Because uh, what happened yesterday was amazing. And I'm showing the uh, videos to my wife, and she's now coming around to the idea of, of moving much sooner than we had originally planned. Excellent. Uh, I hope that if anything comes out of this, hopefully the activists will be okay and nobody will have to go to jail for an extended period of time. And that uh, as a result of this tyranny, that more people decide to come here to New Hampshire and specifically move to Keene in order to get active for freedom. And whether that means getting active in the, uh, the non-cooperative realm or whether it means doing politics or creating media, whatever it is that, you're, that floats your boat, you'll find some great activists up here, the best activists in my opinion. And it just keeps getting better as more and more people arrive here, literally on a weekly basis at this point. Yeah. And I do have one other question. I remember last, I think it was last week, you were mentioning that uh, some people find it hard to drive from Manchester to Keene. Well, I don't know if it's hard. It's an hour and a half drive. I I was just curious because I remember you mentioning that. uh, Is it something that comes up a lot where people are are leery of making that drive? Um, I would, I'm leery of making drives because it's time consuming and you have to pay for gas and, and all that. And sometimes you get behind a slow poke on a two lane road in New Hampshire. And it can be I have no irritating. good explanation as to why, um, you know, coming up here, essentially driving has uh, become a bigger deal. It's just sort of the, uh, the atmosphere around here. People don't drive as far. I, you know, it's sort of the, 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 I don't know, atmosphere, the, the ongoing conversation. I drive 10 minutes into town here to, to work, and I consider that a, you know, that's a big drive. I have to, you know, I, I, I set my, you know, time, time away in the day. I, I you know, uh, set up my little trip. 10 minutes in Florida would have been nothing. That's how far it takes me to get to the grocery store. I, I drive to work 20 minutes. Uh, to go to Tampa, I had to drive an hour and a half. It meant nothing to drive in Florida, but up here it's a bigger deal to get to the car and go someplace. But these, I'm, but I, that's, it's only a big, big deal to me because I'm a, kind of a cheapskate. Uh, but it seems like a lot of the activists have no problem driving across the state and are more than willing to do it at the drop of a hat. And I, I guess my concern is sometimes that driving across the state might not be worthwhile. For instance, let me give you an example. Yesterday we had these mass arrests going on here in Keene. And we have this neat little service that one of the activists has set up called Port 411, where you can dial a phone number, and then you leave a message, 
and then that message is distributed automatically to hundreds of email addresses and smartphones. And so people get that message. And so people were sending out Pork 411. The activists were sending Pork 411 messages, and people around the state, and you can actually subscribe to them around the country, but uh, the activists around the state were getting these messages, and some of them decided they wanted to come out to Keene and help out, right? Well, I mean, that's a great thing to uh, to want to do, but by the time that you've managed to get everything together and gather some people to go uh, to, to travel across the state... The action, she was over. The action's done, and then you've driven across the state, and, you know, it's great to see the other activists and to socialize, but you've just essentially driven across the state for a social opportunity at that point, and, ple- and people do that, so, I mean... It, I'm, all I'm saying is there are people that will drive across the state, but I, I look forward to the day when we have enough activists in every corner of New Hampshire to where people don't really have to drive around so much. Right. Well, the, the only reason I brought it up is, like, uh, I live in Texas, and yeah. <laughs> me and my friends, we, we drive – I live in Austin. We drive to Dallas or Houston or San Antonio on a regular basis almost like once a month, Yeah. and those are two-and-a-half, three-hour drives, and we think nothing of it. And the good thing is, you know, it's, it's great bonding time with your friends, and especially when, when it's something that's scheduled, like today's arraignment was scheduled. Uh, that's something you can work around and plan for. And well, it, and today's arraignment was a video arraignment, so, and no one could have been able to see that if they'd wanted to. So anyway, but yes, you're right. I mean, people like to drive around here in New Hampshire, and there's always something to do, whether it's uh, you know in the west out in Keene or out in the east in the seacoast or uh, in Concord. There's always something to do somewhere else, if not where you are, and you'll find more than plenty of people to share rides and split gas, and so it'll make it much more tenable. And, and plus, as you said, if you're used to driving two, three-hour uh, trips, this is much better because to Concord from Keene, it's like 45 minutes. Uh, you know, To Manchester, it's an hour and 10 minutes. So it's really the drives aren't a big deal, and they're very pretty, too. It's not like you're just driving down a full four-lane interstate going straight uh, the whole time. You're driving you're, over. You're on a country road behind a tractor, so you have plenty of time to take a look around. <laughs> yes, it's very scenic and very nice. And so. usually slow. And sometimes it depends. The, they, they do open up the roads at some points for a passing yeah. lane. The three, they have three lane roads here. It's really weird. So, anything else on your mind tonight, Eric? No, that was it, guys. Uh, keep up the great work and uh, give Sam my best. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you for the uh, the offer on the bounty. By the way, I'm sure somebody will claim that at some point. And if you want to contribute to the CD Evolution Fund, which is money that's intended to go to help people that are participating in civil disobedience, perhaps you've got too much to risk. You know, you've got a family. Or a house or a loved one that, you know, you just can't put that much on the line. Get behind financially those activists who are willing to do those things. And you can help us out over at uh, cdevolution.org. And that's a great way to, to uh, take action from a long distance. You don't even have to be in New Hampshire to, uh, to get active at cdevolution.org. More coming up. You dial up. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. 
head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. And if you are a lady listener who would like to uh, be a part of the Shrine, all the details are there at shrine.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate a business, protect, um, create a will, living trust, even register a trademark. Protecting you, empowering you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. It's LegalZoom.com. You can do your will over there or um, one of those living will things that you don't end up like Terry Schiavo and your family destitute because you haven't filled out some silly government piece of paper. Go do it now. LegalZoom.com. As we go to your phone calls, Mike is on the line in Delaware on the amp line. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ian and Mark. Nick. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to talk about this geo-libertarianism. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, I get in arguments with these guys all the time on the Internet. Oh, okay. really That's the productive. Of their argument why they re- <laughs> um, reject property and land is because they say land is of limited resources. You know, there's only a certain amount of land. But, I mean, really, what is unlimited? Hmm, what is unlimited? That is Right, nothing question. is unlimited. Energy? Um, Energy is unlimited. It's not unlimited. There's only so much that could be released in the universe, theoretically. If you're talking theoretically, there's not an unlimited amount. Theoretically, if the universe is expanding, then that would mean that there's an ever-expanding amount. Wouldn't that mean No, the universe unlimited? expands in size, not in matter or oh, really? energy. Okay. And you can only convert so much mass into energy. So it's what do limited. I know? Everything I is limited. to government school. Okay. Yeah, the the idea everything is a scarce resource. That's that's why we have economics. Okay. Any other thoughts, Mike? No, that's all. Ian. All right. Yeah. Good thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free I mean, line. you can think of things that seem seem very finite. I mean, you can say there's well, everything's limited. But even on the face of the earth, the amount of gold is very finite. But that does that mean that for some reason we can't privately own gold? I don't think geo-libertarians would make that statement, but because the amount of you know surface area on the Earth is limited, they'll claim that it has to be treated right. differently than any other resource. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, gold is Earth. It's, it's this a, particular type of Earth that's yeah. particularly valuable, but and people have removed it from its uh, you know a resting place that it uh, it was originally. But it's you know it's Earth. It's it's part of the land well, that we picked up. It's it's metal in the same way that if you take rocks and shine them up, some people will pay more yeah. for different rocks than they'll pay for others. Um, so Gold's I mean, at useful. that point, are you paying? Should you be paying for the rocks that you're carrying around with you? Is it only the land that you decide to make food on for the other people? It just doesn't make any sense. And once you've reached a point where you can move to say communal ownership of land, like geo libertarians seem to do, they say it's every everybody has a right to. Everybody has an interest in the, a valid interest in the land, so the one people with more than their fair share of the land have to basically pay money into the system, and people with less than it will have to, you know, they can receive money out of it, you know, a net amount of money out of it. What's to stop you from saying that individual property can't be communally owned? Now, I'm sure they have their arguments that it, you know, that involves labor and that you own it because you put your labor into it, but. Really, I think once you get start going down the slope of saying that land can be owned communally, you're going down the slope of simply saying that sure. you know everybody should be equal or have a fair shot. And in an ideal world, yes, but I don't think you should try to try to address in, inequalities that result from things that happened far in the past 
today. It just right. doesn't work very well. there aren't enough inequalities now. And if your system creates more problems and more inequalities, you're, you're only creating problems. Don't create, yeah. you know, keep it simple, stupid, is the idea. That's the, the, the maximum. I try to live by it. I you feel they're addressing me personally. As well, a little more about energy being unlimited. When I said that, I guess what I meant by that was that as far as humans are concerned, there is an unlimited amount that we can tap because, it's, I mean, it, right. it's inexhaustible in practical terms. Right. Because it, it just changes form. So if you utilize one source of energy, you can utilize whatever its form has changed to later as a different source of energy because it never goes away. So it's unlimited in, in that fashion. I guess. That's true. It's That's never created or destroyed. So, yeah, you can... It can be tapped forever, essentially. Uh, and I guess, you know, water's the same way, right? It's just changing forms, too. So, I mean, that, which is the, the insanity of the environmentalist saying, we're going to run out of water. Are we really? The water just... It's got a water cycle, and it just yeah. cycles through. Like, right. water from the oceans becomes fresh water again when it evaporates. And we th- have the same amount of water that we had four billion years ago. It hasn't yes. been created... Or destroyed, maybe a very, very minuscule amount, like a point, a bunch of zeros, and then some digit. Some tiny, tiny little amount. But basically, all the water's been here. Mm -hmm. It's been in glaciers. It's been in animals. It's been in fish. It's been in other human beings. We've been drinking it and urinating it for a long time. But, you know, you could take it even farther. It's been slug spit. It's been, you know, the the menstrual cycles of a baboon. It's been everything. Water (laughs) molecules are in everything. They're here. Yes. And and as is everything else. So don't worry about the water, people. It'll be fine. <laughs> 800-259-9231. You can dial in and bring up whatever you want. So some of the news today, uh, I guess this is fairly big news. Governor Rick Perry in Texas has joined some state representative and the sponsors of the House Concurrent Resolution 50 in support of states' rights under the Tenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Indiana passed this one, too, as I understand. So now all of a sudden, these, you know, all of a sudden, now the country's in jeopardy. The Republicans are pissed! Yeah. Yeah. So now because of Obama, the country is in jeopardy. Now because of Obama, the country is on a a slip-slide path towards socialism. Which apparently was not before. Uh, Just the the ignorance uh, to, to, to be able to look at the George Bush era... And to say that that wasn't socialist, but Barack Obama is, is completely cognitive dissonance, shutting off your mind to, uh, to being open to new ideas. But nonetheless, you know, I'll, I'll support them where they, are, where they deserve to be supported. And if, if any of this stuff actually results in secession, then more power to them. I will, I will say that the Obama administration seems to be taking positions that are more avowedly socialist and redistributionist than the Bush mm-hmm. administration in actual practical terms, I don't know that the Bush administration was any better. We'll have to wait and see. Well, I, I, mean, could, I, I mean, like the the comparison that we have you know, the Socialist Party and the National Socialist Party. That really, there's you know that those are the sorts of differences that that, that it, it's minor. So a little bit more here from DrudgeReport.com. He said, I believe that our federal government has become oppressive in its size, its intrusion into the lives of our citizens. Suddenly, in the last hundred days. Yes. And its interference with the affairs of our state. 
said Perry. That is why I'm here today to express my unwavering support for efforts all across our country to reaffirm the state's rights affirmed by the Tenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I believe that returning to the letter and spirit of the U.S. Constitution, including the slavery part, right, Rick, uh, and its essential Tenth Amendment will be free. Our, will free our state from undue regulations and ultimately strengthen our union. So they're not really talking about secession necessarily. But uh, I did hear Glenn Beck, to his credit, uh, sort of batting the term around a little bit on his show this morning. So if any of this gets more people talking about the idea of secession, I support it. I don't like the idea of states' rights because I don't believe that uh, that states can have rights. Of course, I also don't believe that rights exist at all. I think it's a nice concept that we should grant to one another. I think we should have rights. I think it's a it's a positive idea, and I think people should embrace that concept uh, but I think that only individuals have rights that uh, that fantasy legal fictions called state governments can't possibly have them. Well, the, the idea behind and it is I mean, it is a fictitious idea when you get right down to it. But the idea is that to some extent, the people, the, the, the people as a whole agree to live in a state and they delegated certain powers to their state. And when the union was formed, the states delegated only certain powers to the federal government. So it's more of a con- contractual breach than states' rights. Right. And in that, uh, under those auspices, they should be able to withdraw themselves from that agreement should they want to, or they should be left alone. And the federal government certainly isn't leaving the state governments alone. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. If you dial toll-free, you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us totally free. freetalklive.com. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklife.com. You'll get a whole list of things that you can do, including easy stuff like printing out flyers. And, of course, there are a lot of these tax day protest things going on tomorrow, the tea parties. Great opportunity to get Free Talk Live in front of a new audience, uh, an audience that might be open to some of these ideas at this point. Uh, so that's one of the things you can do. There's a whole list of other things there, and most of them are either very low cost or are completely free at promote.freetalklive.com. So big news, top of the Drudge Report today, and normally this isn't a news-based show, but occasionally if something's big enough and interesting enough, we'll point it out. And I think this is kind of interesting. That is this whole state sovereignty movement that seems to be gaining ground around the country. I, I applaud it. I, I'm I, for it. I'm skeptical. I think that it's just a, a ploy to promote the Republican Party in the in the long run. Um, well, I, some efforts were genuine. I know the effort here in New Hampshire, which unfortunately failed, was written. I mean, it was the spirit of how it was written was actually dealing with the idea that the federal government had become too large and intrusive. And I'm I'm pretty sure if you ask the Republican who helped author that, he would agree that it's been going on for a long time. That's true. I don't know what people I think like. most dem- Democrats would agree that the government is too large, too intrusive. Also, it's, uh, it's more than 70% of Americans say that that's so. 
Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, credit where credit's due. If they can make some headway here and actually beat the federal government back a bit, then that's great. It doesn't sound like very many of these movements are actually out and out supporting secession uh, with quotes like what Governor Perry down in Texas said. He's talking about how making a strong stand on state sovereignty will strengthen the union. So he's doing this for the benefit of the union and i say that the union is a useless concept it is it was a, a good college try when they gave it a shot uh, yep. but it's just it's useless i have no i have no d- desire to see it continue and it's, i don't know why you would either it's gone it's grown beyond uh, the, the sort of bounds of federalism long past them it has uh, you know missed misinterpreted its own constitution over and over again, every time to the detriment of the states and the people, which were, you know, the Ninth and Tenth Amendments said that all the powers that weren't delegated directly mentioned in this document were, you know, to be uh, given to the states and to the people, or you know, uh, remanded or whatever the term was. So that means every power the government has that's not mentioned in the constitution, they've essentially taken and I'm sorry, it's just grown too big. It's a, it was a mistake. It's right. a mistake. I mean, it's a, it's, it really is a criminal enterprise, not only in the idea that the government has lots of programs that instruct people how it is they have to live their lives, and so they're initiating the initiation of force, but it's also the idea that the government was, was supposedly created, there was a contract when it was created, and there was an understanding that it would only be allowed to do certain things, and you would not be able to count the number of programs and laws which overstep its authority. Yeah, well, they didn't uh, really stick to that contract for very long, did they? And, and of course, now it's grown uh, far beyond its original bounds, and it's insanely big. And, again, credit to these guys for trying to make a stand on this. I don't know how effective it's going to end up being in the long run, but we'll, you know, we'll keep an eye on it and, and see how it develops. Uh, just a little bit of addition here. According to the story of Drudge Report, a number of recent federal proposals are not within the scope of the federal government's constitutionally designated powers, according to, uh, <laughs> see, I love how they put this. Perry saying a number of recent proposals aren't within the scope of the federal government's constitutionally designated yeah. powers. So all the stuff that has come before, uh, no problem. All of the you know the federal tyranny that has happened up until this point, that's okay. But these new proposals are beyond the pale. We need to put our foot down here. So again, yeah, it's good that they're putting their foot down. Will that actually mean anything long run? Will it mean anything significant? I have no idea. I don't expect very much out of this. I feel like it's a lot of hot air. I think it's just an excuse for the Republicans to stamp their feet and to, you know, to garner back the support of their constituency, right? I mean, isn't that what's going on here? We we said at the uh, at the end of the 2008 campaign season, we said beware. Look out for these Republicans. Because a lot of the people in our audience like the whole small government idea. Sure. Some of them like the no government idea, but a lot of them like the small government idea. And we predicted that the Republicans were going to come out hardcore in favor of small government again. Absolutely. We said the government, watch out, the government, the, the Republicans are going to find their principles. And did they? Of course they did. Here they've sure. passed. They've passed. State a, sovereignty, baby. State sovereignty. It's, it's Ninth and Tenth Amendment all the way. Rah, rah. Uh, let's get back to the Constitution and right. blah, 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 blah. These are the hear... kinds of things that, that work on me, honestly. I mean, right, I love the sounds of these things. However, I remember 2000 yes. to 2006 when it's bum, 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 bum. 
boom, boom, boom. They were just that? partying. That was, uh, <laughs> that was the, the roaches <laughs> dancing in the kitchen when the lights were out in Washington, D.C. As they, you know, shoved their pockets full of our money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did, just, the, the Republicans did whatever they wanted to do. And, you know, there was no, there was no small government, nothing. The government grew under the Republicans more than it grew under Clinton. And they didn't want to hear word one about the Ninth and Tenth Amendments when they were doing the growing no. of the state. They didn't want to hear word one about the Constitution and its pesky declare, uh, declaration of war provisions when it came to the Iraq uh, conflict or Afghanistan. They didn't want to hear anything about the Constitution. When you brought up the Constitution, you can go back in the archives, listen to the Saturday shows. It's the best the easiest way to hear this particular viewpoint, when the status, uh, the George Bush supporting status would call into the show, we'd bring up the pesky constitution and they would say things like, well, everything changed on 9-11. Yes. And that was their excuse for all the constitutional violations that they, that they wanted to do. Well, everything changed. It's not the same world that we used to live in. Sorry, the Constitution just isn't good enough for the post-9-11 world. But now it there is. Weren't, uh, there weren't dangerous people that wanted to hurt people before when the Founding Fathers wrote the Constitution. It wasn't good enough. HCR 50 affirms that Texas claims sovereignty under the Tenth Amendment over all powers not otherwise granted to the federal government, though I doubt they'll be claiming true sovereignty and refusing to obey. It does designate that all compulsory federal legislation that requires states to comply under the threat of civil or criminal penalties or that requires states to pass legislation or lose federal funding be prohibited or repealed. So I don't know if that HCR 50 thing is a Texas bill. HCR I that 50, is. I thought, was the, uh, was the Indiana the one. That's the U.S. House. Is that, that's not the U.S. House? Or is that the, this is an article about Texas, so I'm I pretty don't. sure this is not Indiana. But I'm not sure if that's a local uh, Texas bill or if that's a national uh, piece of legislation. It sounds like a Texas HCR bill. sounds like House Concurrent res- Mo- Resolution. Most of them are pretty – they have different House Concurrent Resolution numbers in different states. But of course. Most, uh, with the exception of New Hampshire and Montana – most of the bills that I've seen dealing with this affirmation of state sovereignty, they're pretty much cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. And there was a push to get you know as many states as possible to make pretty much the same statement. So it's a very non-committal, non-binding resolution, which both the New Hampshire and the Montana le- resolutions were non-binding in that they're resolutions, but they drew clear parameters where the state would ignore the federal government. Yeah, I don't know if this is a. It doesn't say if this is a resolution or not. Well, an HCR would be yes. a House concurrent resolution. But so. wait, that okay? So resolution doesn't mean that it's binding. No, no. Uh, a resolution is just basically a sense of the House. So the House is saying gotcha. we think this, but it's not actually giving it the force of so law. So it's more mealy mouth crap than basically. It is. It's, it's a bunch of uh, nonsense because they're not, not actually doing anything. Do anything. So even if this passes, nothing will change. It's just they're just ask- they're saying this. Right. They're saying we believe very strongly in state sovereignty, right. and you should repeal all these laws that violate that. But they're not saying you know if you continue to do X, Y, or Z, we all you know the contract will be null and void, or we'll just secede from the union. They're not saying any of that. So basically, they're just saying the Constitution mean what means what it says. That's it. So here you go, all of you Republicans out there listening to this show, do not fall for the siren song. It is becoming very tantalizing, yes. very sexy. And, you know, this is, it's something that we, we struggled on early in the show, and to some extent, you know, still 
it's still a tough issue is, well, what do you do? What does the average person do when you get... Uh, when the you average confront- person isn't going to do anything. Understood. But what does the, the average Joe that might want to do something in order to stop this... You know, the, the Republican uh, talking heads out there will say... Vote Republican, that will solve everything. Right, of course well, it will. Well, they said that up until 2000 when the Republicans got in and they talked about how great the Republicans were as they stole all our money and uh, you know did whatever they wanted in Washington, D.C. The Democrats said, well, vote Democrat, that'll fix everything. Um, then, you know, we got the Democrats now. It's Democrat across the board. We're going to see here that it's the same problem. It's, it's kind of tough. The fact is, your vote doesn't count. We can answer that question here in moments. What does the average person do? What can the average person who wants to see less government in their lifetime, freedom, hopefully, do? Hour 3 coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away. So enjoy those on us and freetalklive.com. So toward the end of the last hour, we were getting into a discussion. A reminder, if you will, to uh, those of you out there who might be being sucked in. By the siren song of the Republican candidates that are out there at this time. And it's something that uh, we suggested you be wary of uh, when the campaign season was over in 2008 because, well, the Republicans lost big time, as was expected. And uh, so we predicted that now that the Republicans were not in power, you're going to hear a lot of very strong talk about freedom. The Constitution. Small government. Getting the government down to size, getting it out of our lives, cutting it out of the state government's business, getting it out of your business. Freedom, baby. Freedom. You're going to hear the word sovereignty a yeah. lot. Yeah. State sovereignty, personal sovereignty, whatever. They're, uh, they're, they're out there. They're making speeches. They're having protests. There's thousands of people gathering tomorrow. Republicans having protests. You yeah. know we're in a state now. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so don't let them fool you. Because if they get elected again... When they get elected again, because they will fool most people, I think. I think most people are going to fall for it again. And you'll see another cycle, whether it's in 2012 or 2016, you'll see another cycle where the Republicans will take you know, control back. In Absolutely DC. true. And by that time, of course, the Democrats will have made an even larger police state than, uh, than we ever had. And then the Republicans will be more than happy to embrace that for their own purposes. So don't let them fool you. And that's what all this is about. That's what the, uh, the Tea Parties are about. That's what everything is about. Uh, they they just want you to vote for them so they can have the power back. That's yes. what this all boils down to. We've seen what happens when you put Republicans in charge in Washington D.C. We had that happen. Contract How with America. How many times? How many times, you poor abused woman, do you have to have him slap you silly? Hey, now wait a minute. Most uh, most domestic abuse is actually abuse at the hands of the woman. So just because. Women report it more often doesn't mean it actually... Uh, you poor yeah. abused spouse, how go. many times <laughs> do you have to get slapped around me. and smacked and treated like someone else's property before you learn? How many times? I don't know. 
But I do like the positive, uh, some of the positive developments from all of this hubbub, uh, the tax day protests and everything. And that is, of course, that they are talking, at least at some level, about the ideas of secession. And I don't know if that happened back in the 1990s. Do you recall, Mark, if there was, you know, during the whole contract with there America? There was the thing? Patriot Militia Movement, which was not, I mean... Not that that encompassed that many people, but I think there were a lot of sympathizers after Waco. You know, I think a lot of people who would consider themselves very conservative or very Republican had some sympathies feeling that Clinton was, you know, the new Hitler or something like that. But was there a discussion of secession anywhere outside of the militia circles? I wasn't really in politics so at that time. I, well, I wasn't either. And, and Mark, you were in jail, so I don't. I, know I had. You. I got to watch the news, but I don't remember anything like that. I can't tell you. I mean, you I, I don't either. I mean, I was growing up as a teenager in the 1990s, so maybe you. There guys was probably can... some talk of secession, and that's all you can say. But do you right? think you would have heard it on Rush Limbaugh's show? I'm not saying Rush was talking about it, but Glenn Beck, who is a major nationally syndicated talk show host. Uh, you know, the guy's on 400 stations or something like that. Yeah, he's a major. Uh, he's a number three, is my understanding. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a big boy. Uh, he was tossing the idea around today. And so I feel like that probably wasn't happening so much back in the, the mid-1990s. So if anything, there's been a little progress in that more people are discussing the idea of secession. And I think that's positive. But please don't let these Republicans fool you into believing that, A, they can bring the federal government back down to size. Just elect us this time and we promise. We promise we'll do it right this time. I mean, don't believe them. Now, I'm not saying vote for Democrats either. They're a problem, too. Just don't believe the Republicans. I'm going to suggest something that might run a little bit contrary to what you might say and or what Mark might say. Is this the answer to the question earlier about what, uh, what can the average person do who wants to get active? Yeah. Um, and I think the Free State Project is probably the best bet. But short of that, and this is something you could do if you move to New Hampshire, too, I would actually recommend, if you're somebody who cares about liberty and is consistent in their worldview about that, that you get involved with with, what? with conservative organizations or your local, depending on your age, your local young Republicans. Because while I feel that what... You'll take them over from the inside well, approach? Well, no, I don't think you're going to take over the Republican Party. It's certainly not at a national level. I don't think you're going to be able to do too much to get honest people elected. What I do think you can do is talk to people, whether they're in the Young Republicans or just the local Republican Party, who are new to that and who are, you know, they're being lured in by this talk about limited government. And clearly for the average person who would like to see the government significantly smaller, but doesn't really follow this on a day-to-day basis, they're not activists, they, they're going to find that Republican rhetoric appealing. Yes, you're right about and that. And I don't think that disengaging from people who don't have the full picture yet is going to do anything to help them get that full picture. So I think that by, yeah, I mean, maybe if you want to get involved in your local Republican Party and, you know, talk about how, yeah, well, you know, Obama is pretty bad and pretty socialist, but George Bush wasn't really much better. I think you're right on. I I fully endorse that uh, particular view. If you can stomach going to Republican Party events, then you absolutely should do that. And, and from what I understand, the free staters that have moved here into New Hampshire have essentially taken over at least the Republican Liberty Caucus here in New Hampshire. And so they've been doing that. They have been infiltrating not just the Republicans, but I believe some of the Democrat organizations have been infiltrated uh, by liberty-minded people. And so just getting that message into as many ears as possible. And you're right that there are a lot of newbies out there, right? Whether they're newbies in that they're young and they've just never had a chance to experience any of the, the 
political system before. There are always new young people coming up and in, in, in through the ranks, or whether it's just that they're you know a, a, a housewife that uh, in her forties with kids that is just so fed up with the state that now she wants to get active. There is always new blood coming in. And as Jim Babka pointed out in a recent email at Downsize DC, these folks are going to get burned out. They're going to go to the, the tax day protests tomorrow. They're going to get all excited, and then nothing's going to change, and they're going to get burned out. So if you've got somebody, if you, as a liberty-minded individual, as you, somebody who knows better than the Republicans and Democrats, you've risen above all that, if you can go and infiltrate these organizations, whether they be Republican or Democrat, and put the ideas of real liberty in these newbies' minds, that could be really powerful. Yeah, and I personally, not that I'm trying to show a partisan preference, I think you're better off trying to co-opt or influence a Republican or uh, self-described conservative group than you are going after a self-described progressive or Democratic group, just because at least right now when the Democrats are uh, the Republicans are in the minority, yeah. they're talking about the ideas of liberty because they claim that their their principles are about smaller government. So at least if you if you present them with a consistent viewpoint, like well George Bush was growing the size of government. Where were you guys? Where was the grassroots then when the Republicans were doing this? At least they're on the defensive, whereas I see the Democratic Party as just blatantly for big government. I mean, that's what you know, their core principles are essentially at this point. I don't want to redistribute well. I wouldn't disagree entirely with what you're saying. I, I, you know, I sort of hear it from the Republican angle myself, but. I must say that in during this blue state swing that New Hampshire's in currently, that uh, there there are quite a few uh, people, libertarians that have moved here, uh, liberty activists that uh, have been using this to further their uh, the liberty agenda. They you know they, they get they get with the lobbying groups and they push through more liberty oriented stuff in medical the medical marijuana, medical marijuana, uh, you know, gay marriage. Yeah. I, I don't know what else is is happening, but probably more than behind the scenes that I don't even know. Uh, yes, I, I agree with you, Mark. I think that you should take it wherever you can, wherever you can do it. So if you are of somebody who, if you're somebody who has a more kind of traditionally conservative mindset, then obviously it makes more sense for yeah. you to invade the Republican it, Party. Right, you're not going to do very well if you think that you're going to pretend to be a Democrat when you're a Republican. But you if know? you are somebody that became a Democrat, let's say you are somebody who's coming from the Democrat side. And remember, we're talking about the Liberty Movement here, and the Liberty Movement attracts people from all across yes, it the political spectrum. It attracts people who are former Democrats and former Republicans and former non-voters and apoliticals and, you know, it's a wide-cutting movement. Mm-hmm. And so there are people who've come into this movement from the the, uh, the wiles of socialism, right? So those are the kinds of people that can easily get involved in a democratic structure and be very persuasive and point out to the Democrats how, look, you want to help poor people, you want to help save the environment, here's how we can do those things without initiating force against our neighbors. And show them the gun in the room, and I think that can be very powerful as well. So I agree with your uh, with your strategy, Nick, is uh, get involved in whatever way you think is best. We'll come back and expand on that in a bit. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those. Uh, And those features include the updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That is updates dot freetalklive.com audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment you can listen whenever and wherever you want 
Audible's got over 60,000 titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has it covered. You can get a free audiobook download when you sign up today if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's the special link that you have to use in order to get the free book. So take advantage of it. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, like Free Talk Live. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for a free audiobook. 800-259-9231. So continuing to talk about the question that uh, was asked at the end of the last hour, and that is, well, what can people do? What, is he, what can the average person who feels fed up with this whole big government situation this country has uh, managed to get into, what can they do? About this, because going to the tea parties and, you know, uh, supporting Republican candidates is the wrong road. I think going to the tea parties is fine and and reaching out to people that are there is is great. But supporting Republican candidates, you're going to you're going to be disappointed, just like people were disappointed after the contract with America in the 1990s. They're going to do it again, people. Now, Nick had suggested earlier the idea of infiltration. If you're somebody that loves freedom and you understand what liberty is all about, infiltrating the existing political system. And I think there's some value to that, especially if the system is not so established and hard to get into. I know the wrong call guys. Infiltrating. I what mean, would it's you just, call it? You're just entering the political system. Okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't. You have a purpose, me. though. Your purpose right. is to bring your pro-liberty message to these people that don't have it, and you're not going in to just be a part of their system. You're going in to kind of change it from the inside. I consider that. I think everybody does. I mean, I think everybody who is ideologically driven and gets involved in any political organization. Pretty much everybody I mean, who gets involved in any political organization, organization. is ideologically driven. Yeah. So okay. I mean, I, infiltration just makes it sound like you're being sneaky about it, and I don't. I don't think you have to be particularly sneaky. No, no, about no. It. You should be open with your viewpoint. I don't think I'm not saying that you should put and I don't think you were saying this either. You're no, not, I, you're not saying putting on a false front and pretending to be, you know, some warmongers. No, you're talking about being a pro liberty person and going into one of these parties and in and influencing other people. Right. right. Uh now the Ron Paul Republicans tried to do this. Of course, in the uh, the 2008 campaign season, and I'd say it was a mostly failed uh, result. I mean, how do you I, address that? Well, politically speaking, it was a failed result. I would like say they shut them down. They wouldn't let them talk on the microphones at their meetings, at their conventions. Yeah, I they would... uh, they had they sick the FBI on some of these guys. I mean, they did everything they could to stop the Ron Paul Republicans from coming in and, and raining on their parades. They, so, they, they, they did I, illegal um, nominations of their electors uh, for the conventions. I mean, they did all kinds of stuff to keep the Ron Paul's uh, people, you know, the small government people, out of the Republican convention to the point of breaking their own laws, and no one has done anything about it. This is where I feel that this, um, I, like... <laughs> I, it just I, doesn't make any any sense. It's like being shipwrecked out in the ocean, and somebody throws you a you know one of those little floaties for the pool. So what? I mean, <laughs> do, do go think, ahead and dive. Do you think that thousands more people understand and appreciate the message of liberty now, as opposed to if Ron Paul had not run? It's not the Ron Paul. Re- Running that I you know think is of issue. I think that uh, the people getting involved in the the Ron Paul revolution in the uh, political side and the Republican uh, you know system, the hierarchy proved that you can't do anything on a national level that has you know that's sort of pro liberty. Um, the only thing you can do is 
well, you know, get in the state level, maybe local level, and there's not enough of us um, unless we concentrate in one place. That's why the answer for me has always been the Free State Project, and otherwise you're wasting your time. Well, I think Nick's, uh, I think Nick's concept still valid around the country, but let me see if I if I can clarify what you're saying. If I'm wrong in my interpretation, please let me know. If you're going into these Republican Democrat parties as a pro-liberty person and you're trying to influence people, your intent was to just influence the people, not necessarily take over the party politically. Right? I I don't think you're going to have very much success. I think you'll get better returns focusing on individuals who yes. want to get active because they believe they're fighting for smaller government. Maybe you'll drive, you know, maybe maybe if a few and a few of your friends go into a, you know, you've got a small town or a small county, maybe you might be able to swing some kind of a local race to a really pro-liberty Republican. I don't think you should get your hopes too high on that if you can. If you're anywhere but New Hampshire, you should not get right, your hopes, hopes up. No. Any in higher than that. And this is, this is the thing that even in New Hampshire, like a free, the Freetown Project, which we've talked about in Grafton a great deal, and, you know, they really don't have that much opportunity to do that much. Most of the towns in New Hampshire, if it's not one of the, the cities, one of the five or six cities in New Hampshire, then they don't really have any ordinances. My town has no ordinances except sort of the zoning laws. Um, you could go in in one town meeting and wipe out all the ordinances, and it wouldn't change your life one whit. And even if you got rid of all the other government functions besides the schools, which are state you know they're required by the uh, the uh, you know the state government. If you got rid of all of them, you'd only cut taxes by twenty percent in my town yeah. because the school gets eighty percent. So then you're you know you're you're working on well if if you decide well we'll get rid of that darn school then the state comes and takes your town charter yeah. away at which point you're por- you're part of a larger town and it's all together and they've all got a your school and efforts and, for not right, for nothing so you have to take over a state and there's no point in taking over a town right and New Hampshire is a good place to take over a state and I'll point out that if you want to influence politics on a federal level. Moving to New Hampshire is probably your best bet because if you can yeah. significantly influence the politics of a state, uh, you know, Congress people and senators are elected at a state level. So if you can turn the state in a more libertarian direction, you can turn the, you know, the congressional delegation in a more libertarian direction. Absolutely. And so, that's the way, if you want to get involved on the national level, moving to New Hampshire is probably your best bet. If on the national level, state. <laughs> I don't think you can do anything on the national I level, I agree really. with you. I think it's a, it's a failed... I, I, uh, didn't even, I didn't even vote in the national election here in New Hampshire. I just felt it was so pointless. I had the choice between Sununu and Shaheen for my uh, senator, and I'm like, well, Sununu voted for the bailout. I don't care. So Shaheen got in there and voted for the porculus bill. I don't care. The, yeah. Let those people in the United States government deal, deal with whatever they're dealing with. And I, I'm much rather, much more interested in trying to see this state become free. And if that's what you want to see happen too, is uh, is is a is a free state. Uh, this is the best option. I mean, even if you want to take Nick's uh, viewpoint and and run with that and and go into the Republican Party and the Democrat Party and bring people on board, you'll be more effective at that strategy in New Hampshire, where there are already people who are doing that. Uh, there's a concentration of people who are are taking that particular tact here, and they're having some success with it. How much success will you have where you're at? I don't know. And even if you do bring some people on, let's say you do go into the Republican Party and you do bring a few, you know, a handful of folks on board with the ideas of liberty, what will that do in the long run to actually advance freedom where you're at? 
unless you have a concentration of activists, I don't think you can get anything done. That's been the history of the Libertarian Party. They've gotten nothing done in 30-plus years. I mean, they've educated a few people, but as far as actually achieving freedom, where are the results? 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Features including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive free. It's like the listener-editable version of our website, W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. We're going to jump back into your phone calls here shortly. Just a few more thoughts, and you guys are welcome to, to chime in and add to this discussion. The question was originally, what can the average person do who wants to get active? Well, Nick, you had some suggestions about getting involved in your local uh, political organizations and attempting to influence the individuals in there in a more pro-liberty direction. Uh, it, it's worth a shot. I think it'll be more effective here in New Hampshire. But then again, I think all kinds of activism are more effective here in New Hampshire. I think when you get liberty-minded people together into the same geographic location, you get all kinds of opportunities opening up that had never previously existed. I mean, like we've seen recently, now that we have so many more activists here in the Keene area, there's just more activism that can be done. A wider variety of things can be accomplished and uh, it's it's really it's really turning out to be a great movement. Of course, the Free State Project concept of moving thousands of liberty-minded people all together to the same place. But I think before you go in, try to influence someone else. I think it's important to get your head straight first. And I think we should focus on you for just a moment before we focus on what you can do outside of you. Because I think that if you don't have a principled stand, if you don't understand what liberty is really all about, and that is, it, in my opinion, that uh, if you want to be free, you have to allow others to be free. Uh, freedom, in my opinion, is not about aggressing against others. It's about living your life as you want, so long as you don't harm other, uh, other people. Do not aggress against your neighbor. Respect your neighbor. Honor your neighbor's choices, all that. If you don't have a real solid grasp as to what liberty is about, if you don't understand the non-aggression principle, then you don't belong influencing anybody because you don't have it straight yourself. So educate you first and then free your mind, and then you can spread that to other people in whatever ways you think is, uh, is best. I absolutely, I agree that you have to be consistent and principled if you, I mean... Really, the, if you take it to the extreme, to the logical conclusion, you're going to have to be a free marketeer or an anarcho-capitalist to 100% be in support, you know, to 100% live up to the non-aggression principle. I'm not sure that you have to meet that metric. I mean, that I'm would not, be my I'm, preference. Well, I know uh, it would be your preference, Ian, but I'm not sure that. I'm not even sure that communicating that message, even if that is the message you believe communicating that completely right up front, like going straight to the idea of having free market arbitration and things like, I think you should try to bring people to a conclusion gradually. 
And I don't think the first thing you should tackle should be the roads when you're talking to someone or whatever your strategy. I don't I don't want to talk about strategy necessarily because that's going to depend on who your target is. Like if you're talking to a socialist, your strategy should be different than if you're talking to, uh, you know, dyed in the wool Republican adherent. Right. And I agree with you. I think that uh, if these people are so far removed from the freedom philosophy, then it makes sense to take it slow. I I would agree with that. Uh, But but if you don't understand freedom first then you can't effectively communicate the ideas, no matter what level you're trying to, I think, communicate at. So do yourself a favor and, you know, get educated. Pick up Mary Ruart's Healing Our World. Ruart.com is her website, R-U-W-A-R-T.com. That's a great book. Uh, I, love, I love Harry Brown's How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World or uh, Why Government Doesn't Work. There's so many great books that you, can, that you can educate yourself with out there. But just make sure you freed your mind effectively first before you try to free others. Like Neo in the Matrix. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Just remember, everybody's Neo. That's 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 how I felt the, uh, the that's what I felt the message of the Matrix was after watching it a decade uh, later is that everyone has the capability of of being Neo. Like Neo, uh, Neo the wasn't Matrix, the one. He wasn't the one until he died. He di- right, until he decided that he was the one. Exactly. So you can be the one, but it's up to you to make that decision. We continue with your phone calls. Uh, if you want to chime in on this again, you're welcome to, or bring up absolutely anything. Ladies first. We'll go to Franny in Oregon. Franny, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, great. Thank you. Hey, Franny, yeah. what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, you know, on, on the subject of um, what we can all do, you know, and everybody everybody has their different strengths and all that, and um, I personally find that sometimes when it comes to really talking the talk, I can I can do it to a certain degree, but I'm not... Um, I can't carry it off as well as, say, my son, who is much better with the language and so forth than I am. So, so we need to all know our limits and, and not try and put ourselves in a position that, that makes us feel awkward or foolish, mm-hmm. you know, when we're trying to deal with people. And also to know when to back off when you're talking to somebody and it's not going anywhere and they're just, you know, it's like talking to a wall. Yeah. Just be polite and back off. You know, we need to, to know where to draw the line. Um, one of the things that I do... You may I've even have to, to, just on the backing off point, you may even have to give up on some people. I mean, some people are I just do. so lost, uh, and do. you just don't have, have time to. to try to lead them to your ideas. It, you're much better spending your time on better prospects. I mean, the, I, I'm sorry exactly. to say it, but this is a sales process, and we're dealing with prospects in a, in a marketplace. Uh, pros, we're prospecting for liberty, basically, and so you don't want to waste your time on the, the brick walls when you could be talking to somebody who's a little more open-minded. Right, and what and here's here's what I've I've found. I've been doing this since Ron, since I was supporting Ron Paul, and um, I am not a Republican, by the way, but I was for Ron Paul, mm-hmm. and um, basically I'm nonpartisan because you know there's <laughs> it makes no sense to be a member of a party, in my opinion. But what I yeah. do is I make films. I copy with the you know the films that we have permission to copy, and I. Uh, my son and I invested in a multiple copier, and we look for whatever there's blanks on sale. We scoop them up, and and lately I've been doing the uh, Obama deception, and I've been packaging that with the End Game, two of Alex Jones's films that um, are rather, you know, the the End Game is is a little is quite quite harsh, but it's it really works well with the Obama deception, and I what what I have found is been very encouraging people that uh very few people say no they don't want it hmm. very few and those are the people that you couldn't talk to anyway because their mind is so made up they're you know they're the kool-aid drinkers yep. basically 
And so uh, I've been having great conversations with people. I mean, there's enough, unfortunately, the, the reason it's becoming easier is because things are becoming so blatantly bad. That's true. But, As more tyranny occurs, uh, we'll find more prospects. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but we're, but you know, there people are coming around, and you know, people are grateful for the film. Um, they're they're eager to look at it, and and it's it's great. It's well, encouraging. I, it makes me really feel good. To, I appreciate to do your optimism, and I'm glad you're out there doing whatever you can. And I'm glad you feel positive about it because it's really important that you feel good about what it is that you're out there doing. And don't ever feel like oh. it's drudgery. Don't ever feel like I mean, if you get to that point where you are hating what you're doing, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, you need a you need a new exactly. Hobby. Thanks for and, and, you know, sometimes, yes? sometimes it's very discouraging because things are really getting scary mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time i really believe that people just you know keep waking up and and turning people onto the you know gn gnc radio and and or gcn radio and everything and, and just you know getting people to start paying attention and it's starting to happen more now well, I, I thank you again for the call tonight franny appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 i love the optimism uh, I mean, yes, it is pretty negative out there. I mean, it's a scary world, and of course, the fact is, if you do nothing, then it's only going to get scarier. I I did like her suggestion about backing off of people who just obviously aren't interested. Yeah. Not only because it saves your time, but you can push people away from you. Like you can give yes. people a bad impression about pro liberty people if they make it pretty clear that they're not buying what you're selling and you kind of harp on it or become confrontational yeah. because you know in many cases you might be giving them their first impression of what a you know a libertarian or a pro liberty person is and if you give them a bad one they're even less likely to reconsider their position yeah. in the future it's absolutely true if you want to if you want an example of what happens when you jam it down people's throat all you have to do is on saturday mornings listen to our feed at freetalklive.com <laughs> and you'll get to hear the local radio show here called talk back and you'll hear hmm, dozens of liberty uh, loving activists call in and try to jam it down the throat of lo- local politicians and the local politicians will say i don't care i don't care i don't care over and over again yeah well you know that's fun 800-259-9231 they put themselves in that position mark they didn't have to host that talk show no well let's go just go crap in their sandbox, why don't you? Well, they're crapping in ours. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want, even in these your many moments. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time, maybe, for your call at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, Amazon probably sells it. They've got dozens of categories and even used items. So whenever you buy through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, it can feel good because, you know, a percentage of your purchase is going to Free Talk Live. Plus, since we've been talking about the CD Evolution Fund tonight, uh, it's a fund that's been set up to help out those who have the courage and the strength to involve themselves in civil disobedience and non-cooperation. If you shop at newegg.freetalklive.com for all your computer parts needs, then a percentage of your sale at newegg.freetalklive.com will go directly to the CD Evolution Fund. So a great way to get the products that you need for life and support either Free Talk Live or CD Evolution. So amazon.freetalklive.com or newegg.freetalklive.com or and. 
Newegg.freetalklive.com. All right, we continue here with your phone calls. And ladies first, Meg is listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, Meg. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I was kind of wondering, have you guys heard, I got this off the UPI news, that a company is suing the Canadian government because the Canadian government doesn't want to use a certain pesticide? No, No. that's news to me. Yeah, well... Okay. Is it one of, these, it? Uh, one of these uh, sort of green activist kind of things? Well, you've got to use this particular type of pesticide because this pesticide will kill us all, that kind of thing? I, I don't know. Well, there's, there's been some pesticides outlawed throughout time. There was, there's chlorodyne, chlorodane, something like that. We, I bought a house, and there was a brown bottle that looked very, very dangerous. Um, in in, in the, the shed, my mother-in-law saw it, grabbed it, and took it home. She said, this is the best stuff ever. And so she <laughs> ran off with it. And I know DDT, of course, has been, uh, is, has been outlawed, which, of course, has resulted in... Malaria? You know, yeah, many more uh, mosquitoes being born and uh, carrying malaria and killing off human beings. Uh, far worse than the DDT pesticide could have ever done. Well, yeah, I just kind of want to know. It's like the government, the Canadian government says, no, we don't want to use your pesticide, and the corporation's saying, we're going to sue you. Well, you have to, or else. Weird. Very strange. That is kind of flipping up there. There's a lot of news out there that unfortunately we just don't come across on this show and it's uh, it's up to you, you can guys. Send it to, to us. Yeah, well, well no, I need to find out more way. about it because who knows like what you're saying, who knows what Google the details does. behind it. Google but knows. But back to like, you know what you guys were saying about, you know, how to make a change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking that, you know, I just need to get more accountable. What do you mean? You... Well, you know like with the AIG thing, the bailout? The bailout. Right. It's I it's like where was I as just a citizen? And I found out that that uh, both of our parties knew when they passed the Commodity Futures Act 2000, they paved the way for the AIG thing. So all I'm saying is I'm just going to keep educating myself. That's all you can do, and uh, and I, su- I absolutely support that. And there are great resources that uh, that can help you. We've got a few of them on our links page at links.freetalklive.com. Uh, in regards to – one thing you might want to consider as far as educating yourself is concerned is since you've come to the conclusion that both of the parties are working together to screw us, uh, yeah. it seems mm-hmm. that you've come to that conclusion. It's try, certainly one I have. Try changing the language that you use to describe the situation. What I wanted to point out about what you said was both of our parties. Now, you don't really believe they're your parties, do you? Well, hmm. I'm an American, and I'm, it's a Republican or a Democrat party. Yeah, but are so... they your parties? Because if they were your parties, you said our, which is kind of a term of ownership, like these are my parties. Are they, uh, they the people like well, are as yours? A citizen, as a citizen, I am in one or the other or maybe a third party. Right. Well, Meg, um, there's, but, there's, but, oh. there's people running around the streets with guns that are robbing people. We call them criminals. Are, you, are they your oh, criminals? Oh. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Maybe maybe this is this is how I think. Okay. I don't think I think Demarc. I think partisanship is obsolete, and I think what we have is a corpocracy, and we've lost our democracy. Um, I don't think democracy is that great, but I would I would agree with uh, the rest of the the statement there. I don't disagree with any of the statement. Um, So I'm looking at, yeah. So are we mules, pawns, whores, or instigators in this? Um, you know, I don't, I don't so know. Like, depends on who you are. <laughs> Resources. Well, like, so, 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 so are, 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 are senators mules, pawns, whores, or instigators in this? That's, that's another I one. I think they're Our being Our senators. Played. 
See, our senators, Meg, yeah. suggest that they are somehow in your pen or that they're, they're connected to you, that, that, that you have some control over them, that, that you have some sense of ownership over them. And I think that when you look at the situation, in, whether it's D.C. or in West Virginia, and you look at these senators or representatives, and if you keep calling them yours, then it, 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 it endears them to you when you don't want anything to do with these folks. These are criminals. <laughs> these are uh, th- they're thugs. They're gang. Gangsters, they're the lowest of the low. I mean, these guys are just under, not lowest of the low, I guess murderer, rapist, then politician. You know, it's like that. Uh, so you oh don't want to. Oh my gosh. You, no, wait, yeah. just a little bit ago, you were advocating for people to get in to make a change. Well, no, no I, I didn't realistically that say that. was Nick, that. and I took him to task on it, but uh, oh, you know, okay. I'll give him a chance to talk. I, we're uh, talking about changing I, individuals' minds. I don't yeah. think you're going to be able to convert a politician to well, a pro-freedom belief. I'll put it this way. If the American people had, and the, the general sentiment of the call when you called in was that you wish you had been more active in the past. If the American people had been engaged in trying to, you know, in defending liberty from the beginning, we wouldn't have an unconstitutionally sized government. And criminals in control. Yeah, I mean, it's grown to that level because people have been disengaging or they've been distracted by other things. So I don't think it's a bad thing that you're getting involved. I do agree with Ian that it's better if you don't call them, unless you voted for them and you feel good about voting for that particular politician, I, I would just call them, you know, the senators, the politicians. Right. That's what I try to do. Oh, God, you guys are right. It's just something. It's, to, like, it's just something like a to think about. Like cracking the cosmic egg here, because I'm like, well, huh? Yeah, it it's really good. right. It's, it's good. really something people don't think about, and the reason why is because we grew up. All of, all of us grew up in this system that essentially is uh, administered by the government. Most of us went to government schools. Did you go to a government school, Meg? Uh, most likely public school, yeah. Yeah, public. They call it public school to make it sound nicer. If you call it government school, it sounds more like what it really is, which is a bunch of crap. Uh, so, so we all went to the government schools, and in the government schools, they have a real uh, special interest in teaching about well, why government is so great and why it's your system and you're a part of it, and these are your representatives. It's your system. They're our politicians. No, they're not. These are criminal agents that are uh, that are initiating force on a uh, mostly peaceful populace and extracting wealth from them, whether they call themselves Republicans or Democrats, unless they actually are representing your belief system, then they are not your politicians and they are not your representatives. They're just common crooks that we're, uh, you know, that in fact, they're the most common crook because they're out in the open. I mean, we know who these people are. We know uh, what they're all about. And unless they're about what you believe, and I don't believe they are, then they're not yours. Meg, it's uh, Dow, D-O-W, Dow is suing uh, Quebec, I guess the government of Quebec. So you can, uh, you know, you can look at that, you look for that on Google, Dow, Dow in Quebec under today's news, and, and they'll find it for you. You can go to tinyurl.com slash pesticide story. All right. There. Hey, Meg, thanks. Good hearing from you. Call us again sometime after you've had a chance to chew on that whole getting rid of the hour speak. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's not easy because no. we've been, it's been pounded into us. This is your system. These are our politicians. It might have been pounded into you. It's your system of democracy. You didn't get this pounded into you, Mark? It feels like uh, that happened. I, I mean, spent nine like, years in prison. I don't want to talk about it. Next call. I was talking about in uh, government schools and, and all of that. What the hell happened in your school? Uh, they taught about government and how government was great. They didn't do that in your school? Just go on. Okay. Are you not going to answer my questions? Yeah. Yes. They, okay. they talked about Thank you very much. We continue here and talk to John in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. John in New York. Are you there? Hi. How's it going? Hey, you're on the air. 
Oh, wonderful. Yeah, well, I called up my drug dealer earlier today and asked him <laughs> if he had an ounce, and uh, he said I didn't have anything on him, and I was a little angry at him because this guy is like the biggest pothead I know, and I think he's holding out on me. How should I handle this? You know what? Uh, you got to have different drug dealers. I thank you for the call. If you want to get good service in the black market, it's hard to find. And the best way to get good service is to have a, a essentially a panel of dealers that you can go Competition. to. Competition. Uh, really, you know, that's what it has to be. Uh, so if somebody's not responding to your phone calls, pick up the phone and call the other guy. Yeah, I mean, if Walmart has stock, you go to Kmart. So I don't bl- like calling marijuana a drug. I don't feel it is a drug. It's a plant. Um, it has THC in it. THC does alter one's I, consciousness. I don't, I, but it's not a drug. A drug is something that is extracted. Um, a marijuana mm, isn't extracted. Marijuana really? is a plant. So chemicals that alter consciousness are not considered drugs? I, that's what has become in popular nomenclature. I, I just see. don't agree that it, okay, that it okay. should be. Marijuana is a plant. It is not a drug. A person who dispenses marijuana is not a drug dealer. Well, until we have a free market in marijuana, you have to deal with uh, the drug dealers that are that are proffering it, and many of them don't know what they're doing or just a bunch of losers and shiftless, and so you have to have a number of them in your repertoire uh, to, uh, to contact. So maybe hit the streets, start knocking on doors. I used to know somebody that would do that when he was out of weed. He'd go down to uh, Newtown and just knock on doors. It was crazy. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.